welcome to another edition of IDS Talks. My name is Hunter McMahon, and I'm the COO at IDS. Today, we have our very own Mark Arujo joining us, and we're going to be talking a little bit about family time. Mark, before we get started, why don't you give us a little intro about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Hunter. Uh, yeah, my name is Mark Arujo. I have been at iDiscovery Solutions for almost 10 years now. It will be 10 years in August started on the hosting side of um, our business and have moved into the discovery services consulting department uh, of which i am now the manager um and i just recently had a new baby girl join our family who turned five months yesterday uh so that's why we're here today we're going to talk a little bit about uh my new family and the time that i just got to spend with her amazing mark i look forward to it for the listeners a fun fact about mark and i when i first joined I was visiting in DC and I learned about Mark's creative side, both candle making and DJing. So he's not just a, a, a brilliant technologist that helps our clients on on data loads and, and reviews, but also he's got a crafty side to him. So yeah, I have, I have a left brain. I do. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So Mark, you know, we, we were exchanging some notes the other day and I thought it was an awesome talk topic to talk about. Family is very important to myself as well, but you recently had a an opportunity to spend a lot of time with your new family. How, how was that? It was awesome. And you're right. Uh, I'm lucky. I got to spend eight weeks with my new baby girl, Olivia. Um, and that was after my wife's three months of maternity leave. So a little bit lucky for me. I got her, you know, a little bit more developed, a little bit closer to, you know, the fun side. I'm sure you know. <laughs> it's, I know it, it all was, too well. It was easier um, and more fun, but yeah, I got to spend the last, literally, I just came back to IDS. I got to spend the last eight weeks with her um, and it was fantastic. It's obviously not something that every father gets to enjoy, um, but you know, I, I, I enjoyed it more than probably any eight week stretch in my life that I can remember. Um, and it sounds super cliche. I know um, everyone who is a parent uh, and talks to people who aren't parents, tell them about how it's the most amazing thing in the world. And you don't know that you could love like that. Uh, and until you have it, and until you spend that time with with your little one, um, I think that it's, yeah, you can't comprehend it, but it's absolutely true. Um, and it was an amazing eight weeks. Um, got to go with some walks with her outside because even though it's kind of the winter here, we had some usually warm days during the last eight weeks uh, in the 60s and sometimes the 70s. Um, and so, yeah, that was, uh, it was a tremendous experience. Now, I, I never took the time uh, when I had, I've got four kiddos and never took the time right afterwards, but I always remember appreciating kind of the, those those weeks further out, uh, as you put, right? A little bit more interaction, a little bit more uh, character, if you will, to the the little kiddos. I remember yeah. back in 2020, I, I, I was able to spend more time with my then one-year-old uh, than I had with my other three kiddos because I was home more, you know, I wasn't traveling yep. and, and I was able to see a different, different part of her development that I hadn't witnessed, you know, firsthand th at that length of time. But I think that that, that concerted or that concentrated eight weeks really gave you a new connection. I've got to imagine. It did. Yes. Um, I think you're right because it was, it was consecutive time, right? It wasn't split up um, into like, you know, we mostly weekends or, you know, spring break or anything like that. It was two straight months of me watching her develop. Um, and it, it sort of drove my day. You know what I mean? Like I, I would notice the changes 
um, and we would change what we do. I mean, some of my you know favorite things to do with her, like I said, going for walks outside. She hated the walks when we first started going for whatever reason. Maybe it was a stroller. I don't know. Um, but slowly but surely, she started to love them to the point where we would go outside and 15 minutes in, she was out. The fresh air knocked her out and it was a good long nap and daddy just kept walking with her. Um, I would sing to so, her. So what you're saying are the walks were quiet time. <laughs> they were, yeah, for, for both of us, yes. Um, and I'm sure as you know, like if you're spending any any concerted amount of time with with your child, but you need that too. You need, you need the break, you need the fresh air um, just to kind of keep yourself awake, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, the the eight weeks allowed me to see so much change. I mean, I... I would sing to her when we were put her down to bed and I saw it go from not really having much of an impact. You know, I would sing to her while she was crying and I would just sing through it and hope that it would connect to her. Um, and then it got to the point again where I think it became a comfort for her. And so I take her up, I'd start singing. And sometimes before I even finish the, the first song, she was asleep. Um, bath time, same thing. Hated bath time at first. And now she's splashing and kicking and laughing. Um, and it's just, it's incredible to see that change just over eight weeks. They change so much week to week, sometimes even day to day. Um, and being able to be there every single day for two months, those changes were noticeable, um, as opposed to me, you know, maybe not spending a whole bunch of time with her for a week and then going, where did all these personality traits come from? Like I've watched them, I watched them come through. It was, it was amazing. You mentioned bath time and walks, you know, one tip on bath time. When I, when we first had kiddos, I, I played music and it was a fun zone of music, loud music, have a bath. Like it, it was always the, okay, here we go. It made it exciting. Uh, but I yeah. imagine ax throwing was not in your repertoire of, <laughs> of uh, activities during this time period. So what was your favorite? You know, you talked about a few, but what was your, like your, your pinnacle, if you will? Uh, this is going to sound kind of selfish though, because it probably wasn't like, I mean, maybe it was the favorite time for my baby, but contact naps. Um, I wouldn't do it all the time because, you know, we learned it's it's healthy to get her in her crib, have a nice sleep environment for her to get used to. But uh, two or three times a week, um, I would just, especially later in the day when it was maybe a little harder to get her down for naps, I would just hold her and she'd fall asleep on me and I would sit down on the couch and I'd put on a movie or something that I wasn't able to watch during the day. Uh, and I would just sit there for an hour and a half, two hours with her just sleeping on my chest. I'd be a puddle of sweat. I wouldn't be able to move my limbs after, but it was by far the best part. I loved it. That is amazing. Um, you know, it, I, I do know snuggle time is always a very coveted time and they get too big eventually. But I, I will say, yeah. you know, even a, even my almost four year old, there there are some good snuggles that are still available, uh, but she has to be pretty well tired. Um, yeah. But uh, it's good it's times. Incredible. So, so you you talked and you distinguished, you know, and, and I think a lot of us, you know, I travel a good amount and we work during the day and there's not always that time. But one of the things that we were chatting about is the difference of being physically present versus truly present. And, and you were able to concentrate because you had the extended time and the focus of really being present during that. Can you, can you kind of unpack that a little bit and articulate what you meant? Yeah. Um, Obviously, being physically present is like the bare minimum, right? I mean, to be there for not just your baby, but also your wife, um, the mother who, you know, no matter how much I'm feeling tired or stressed out, I always remember the birth 
And I'm just, it puts it immediately into perspective. And I'm like, well, she had it way worse. Um, but you know, that's, that's the minimum being there to help with things, being there to hold the baby, change the baby, um, whatever that is, but it's so much more than that. I mean, it, it took me almost no time at all to realize that this baby is feeding off of our emotions. We can't stress in front of her. We can't bicker with one another. Doesn't mean that that wasn't there and that, you know, that's something we needed to do at night, talk about things and work out any issues that we had during the day. Um, but it became quite clear that that baby was looking to us for cues on whether she should be happy, scared, mad. Um, and so I, I took that to heart. And so during those eight weeks, I did everything in my power to make sure that it was just nothing but joy and happiness and smiles around the baby. Um, and any tiredness or stress or frustration, because there is frustration. I mean, when, when you're trying to get, <laughs> trying to get a diaper on the baby, um, and she's having a great time just twisting and kicking and stuff. Well, when you're tired, that could be frustrating, but that's not her fault. You know, she's, she's literally learning how to use her limbs. Um, and so it was all about just channeling that somewhere else, you know, and just being there, not just physically, but emotionally for her, telling her and showing her like you are a joy in our lives and nothing but a joy. Um, and all that other stuff, all that other noise that can wait until I'm laying in bed with your mom later and just go, Oh my God, you can't imagine the afternoon that I had. Um, but yeah, that, that became instantly clear to me. It's, it's, it's almost more important that whoever is with the baby, because it's not just us, right? There's just grandparents around, there's aunts and uncles. There are lots of people that are physically present. Um, but who is that baby looking to for her, emo his or her emotional cues um whether they're happy or scared or frightened it's us it's always us um even when other people are in the room or holding her you can see that she's kind of looking to us um to see like is this okay like are you cool with this and you show her a big smile and she's like all right yeah we trust this person um so yeah it's it's way more than just physical it's it's more emotional than anything else it's it's connecting with her in that way absolutely so one one of the things that i i think is important is the ability to to step away from chaos. Um, I, I've got an old story where I was in a very stressful uh, position, if you will, uh, with work and, and I had a mediation coming up and I was knee deep in analysis and I couldn't replicate something. And my little guy just bust in the door and screams at his top of his lungs, dad, dad, you know, and, and it, it stepping away for that five minutes and, and resetting it was only something that he could do because it wasn't something I could self, you know, self realize, if you will. I could not put things in perspective. I had gotten lost in the data. I was no longer thinking clearly, but it, but that reset. And I think that weekends can often be that part, you know, sometimes the evenings, but the week can kind of, you know, we, we tend to just kind of get through the week, but the weekends are often a reset for myself and, and kiddos to me are the, one of the best, realizations of what matters um and, and they yes yes and, and they put it bluntly and right to you and it doesn't matter so after after you've spent this eight weeks together you know realizing that you don't want that to totally go away how is this going to change either evenings or weekends for you what are you thinking about now yeah uh it's it's interesting because you know obviously this is the why i should say this is our first child so um, before this, we didn't have the perspective of being parents. And I have good friends of mine, my best friends, um, who have many kids. 
too many kids, one could argue. <laughs> Maybe not you and your family, but others. Um, and so, and it's hard to see them, right? They're always busy. They're always doing something. Their their weekends are packed. I have a nephew, my brother and sister-in-law, their, their weekends are packed. Um, and it's not until you become a parent, I guess, not that my child, she's too young to have like activities to be doing on the weekend, but it, it very much becomes clear to me now. Um, it's not just that the kids present activities that you need to participate in, but that's the time that the parents have with them, right? I do get a little bit of a reset during the weekdays. Um, every day that she comes home from daycare now, um, I make it a point to just step away from my computer, go say hi to her for five minutes. And you're right, whatever it is that I was doing, whatever I might have been stressed about or whatever was weighing on me, whatever I was working on, um, it's a blank slate for those five minutes. I mean, she looks at you, she smiles, uh, and you forget about whatever it is you were working on for those few minutes. Um, and then, you know, I give her back to her mom, I go back upstairs and then, you you know, later in the evening, maybe some more of that, but you're right on the weekends now. That's, that's Olivia time. Now, um, I, I have no motivation to make plans for myself unless there are plans that can include her. Um, and we do that, you know, we're not going to be the, uh, we try not to be the boring parents. We've taken her to restaurants, to beer gardens, to breweries. Um, so there's lots of stuff we can do as a couple still while she's a baby um, for ourselves, but include her. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my time with my family now. And, you know, the work week is for work. It's how I support my family. It's what I do. Um, but now my weekends are, you know, there's a, there's a standing busy, uh, you know, appointment for my weekends, um, you know, because I'm, I'm not going to make any plans unless it's something that I absolutely have to do, uh, or something that I can do with my daughter. Uh, so now I get it. Now I get that it's not like a nuisance to do all these things with your kids on the weekends. It's a joy. It's it's some of the only time that you get to spend with them. Um, so when I joke with my brother um, about, man, like my little nephew, he had baseball practice in the morning, followed by a hockey scrimmage, followed by a birthday party. I'm like, that sounds insane. What, what a day. And, you know, they're just like, yeah, but it's it's so cool, man. Like, look at this video of him skating backwards now. Like, we're not a skate backwards. Um, you can see that it's no, it's not, it's not a chore or anything like that. It's it's literally what you live for now. It sounds really cliche, but uh, if there's parents listening, they get it. Um, and so it's only to the non-parents that I sound super cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, it's it's funny. You, you mentioned a lot of the ones that I've got right now, right? We have baseball. In fact, tonight we have a baseball game. Uh, and, and while Callan will be out on the field playing baseball with a grin from ear to ear because he loves the sport, we'll have the girls with us and they'll be playing in the dirt. They'll be asking for snacks constantly because they want to go to the yeah. snack bar. Um, but but it's family time, just different. Right. And, and I will say that lately in the last six months, I've had the opportunity to pick up my oldest from cheerleading practice more often. And that 15 ish man, minute ride home from the gym probably when we talk the most uh, middle schooler, yeah. you know, you don't get a whole lot of information out of them uh, unless they want to volunteer it. But that little ride home, <laughs> a couple of fun songs, you get to hear about the school day and what's going on with practice and why, why she's frustrated that somebody wasn't listening at practice because they wouldn't get the stunt just right. You know, it, but, but you see that personality and it changes so much over the course of time. And, and, and it's, you got to cherish that time, even if it is in playing Uber going from one practice to another. Yeah. And yeah, going back to your question about, you know, being present and stuff, it you're right. It's it's I think cherishing that time has a lot to do with you being 
mentally present, right? Like even when you're playing Uber, you might be thinking about a million, or you could be thinking about a million different things about work and life in general. Um, but you're not, you're tuning it off. You're, you're, you're tuning it out and you're, you're paying attention and talking with your kid. Um, and that, that is the part about being more than physically present, right? Being physically present is just being in the car and driving them from place to place, talking with them, getting to learn about what frustrated them or made them happy. That's, that's being more than just present. Absolutely. So, you know, as a leader in IDS, how has this time reframed what you think about and how you want to help your team members? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question and one that I've I've thought about and I have I have, you know, different views on this, some more macro, some more micro. Um, you know, from a macro perspective, not anything to do with us or IDS. Uh, you know, we we live in a country where my eight weeks is unique. It was rare to get that as a dad. Um, almost every other developed country in the world gives parent, both mother and father, really extended periods of time to stay with their kid at home. Some for mothers, sometimes a year, two years, three years, where they keep that job secure. Um, so to, to a certain degree, when I think of leadership, I think of leadership of this country and how great it would be if we could make some of these changes, not necessarily to jump from where the EU is, um, but you know, give more parents, more fathers an opportunity to have the time that I did. I was lucky because we work in DC and DC has a wall that allows me to take that time. And I work for a company, IDS, that encouraged me and supported me to take that time off. Um, and so I was lucky. Um, and so from a macro perspective, that's you know just a little, a little soapbox of how I feel about it. From a micro perspective, it certainly has given me a different perspective on how I deal with my team, um, different colleagues that I have. You know, some people on my team have children, some people don't. Uh, some people might be expecting children in the near future. Um, and so it definitely gives me the perspective that I want to build a team that can support that type of, you know, vacation, not vacation. That was definitely the wrong word to use. <laughs> that type of <laughs> that type of time off. Um, for a new parent, you know, even if it's not something that's mandated by law, if it's not called parental leave, like, did we build a team and did we have a, a structure of support where that person can take some extended PTO to stay home with their new kid? Um, does it give me a different perspective on, Hey, I have to run for an hour because my kid needs to go to the doctor. I need to pick her up from school or something like that. Absolutely. Um, obviously family comes before everything. Um, and when you have a kid that, that makes that even, you know, you double down on, on that sort of, on that sort of attitude. So having flexibility, um, as a leader with my team to let people spend time with their families where, where they can, um, I think that's important. Um, and yeah, again, I feel very lucky to have had the opportunity that I've had as a leader. And so any way that I can sort of pay that forward to my team and my colleagues, I will, um, but yeah, it'd be nice if it was, you know, if it was just kind of the standard across the board in, in this whole country. And I'm sure you probably agree because like you said, you got to spend more time with, with your new one during COVID. Um, how great would that have been if you had that time with all of your kids? Now you might, that means you would have been off for a real long time. <laughs> you're raising a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you said something that resonates a lot is the flexibility and the respect out of, uh, out of understanding and appreciating other people's needs. And not everybody's yeah. is the same. Uh, not everybody wants to do the same thing, but truly seeking to understand 
and figuring out how to make it happen as opposed to a gut reaction that's like, oh, we got to figure something out. More of a, okay, let's figure it out. Let's let's see how we can make this happen for you. I know what you had one of your team members down at a cheer competition recently, and we were exchanging notes about our respective daughters and, and what they were doing. But it was neat to be able to share that personal connection of spending time with family outside of the workplace and how important that can be as yeah. part of a team. And it's a way to it's a way to walk the walk, right? Like I think as managers and leaders, we always tell our colleagues and and the people we work with that we care about them, not just in a professional sense, but their personal lives, their social lives, their work life balance. Um, well, that's a way to walk the walk, right? Like, can you can you care for somebody's personal life? yet not to try to be flexible when it comes to them spending time with their family. I mean, that is the number one part of anyone's personal life. Um, and so if we care about our colleagues and the people we work with, which I know that we do, um, that should be a priority, right? And it should make us feel great to somehow be able to give that experience to the people we work with because we've had that experience. And now that we've had it, how could we not you know, want to share that with other new parents? It's It almost would seem cruel to not. Well, Mark, I appreciate it. As always, leading by example and joining us today and our listeners. If you'd like to learn more about IDS or subscribe, you can visit IDSINC.com or wherever you normally get your podcasts. Thanks again, Mark. Really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully again on another edition of IDS Talks. Absolutely. Thank you, Hunter. Appreciate it. 